Hello and welcome everybody to episode 121 of today's news tonight. This is, of course, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss today's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GBG co-founders, Derek Bittner and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, fan-favorite Nintendo YouTuber, Nathaniel Bandy. Nathaniel, how's, how's it going, it going? man? Oh, it's going great. I'm really glad to be on. How about you guys? We're man, good. good. We're great because we have you here with us. I, I yeah, am absolutely. really thrilled to be able to hang out with you. I, I think from like the first episode of this show, people were like, hey, get Nathaniel on. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> cool that we're, we're able to make this happen today. It, it That's just very worked, flattering. Yeah. It just sort of worked out because I got this uh, last minute um, message from Arlo, basically like, "Hey, you want to mm-hmm. be back on the Arlo cast again?" I was like, "All right," and he's like, "All right, let me see if I can find somebody else to join us." And ended up being Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's nice. like, "Hey, uh, you want to be on TNT as well?" And that's how it happened. Yeah. How do I was... how do I get on the after the Arlo cast? I've always wanted to be on the Arlo cast. I guess just yeah, reach I was, out to um... Just reach out. Yeah. To so. I mean, I've reached out to him a couple times. I had him on, we, we kind of did like a collaboration thing last December, but that's really all I've talked to him. I've talked to him once in person, but that's hmm. really about it. So I was kind of surprised he even reached out to begin with, but yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun cast. Fun Arlo mm-hmm. cast or whatever. <laughs> fun Arlo cast. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. If you guys well, want to talk about food, there you go. Like he always ends it off with food, and I really, swear that's oh, always the longest section. That was that was so fun. There. Talking about uh five guys and stuff and yeah, yeah I loved it. Oh, okay. Now yeah. I have to be in the Arlo cast just so I can talk about food. That's that's where you yes. get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we get too far in, I do want to note that today's episode is sponsored by Joseph Bear and uh no sponsorship text or anything like that. He's just sponsoring the show out of the kindness of his heart. So just want to say thank you again so much, Joseph, yeah. for your continued support, your incredible generosity. Uh, again, the the offer stands. If you change your mind and there is something you want us to you know promote for you, let us know. We'll do it. But for now, you're just sponsoring us out of the kindness of your heart, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Joseph. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get to the news, there are a couple of things to do. So the first thing is I wanted to uh, do a little PSA for everybody that Square Enix has issued a Dragon Quest survey that uh, we can all fill out to let make our voices heard on Dragon Quest and and hopefully influence the direction of the series in the West, maybe get some more Western releases here. Um, and I think Derek is probably pasting that yeah, in the chat Yeah, I'm right posting now. it now in the live chat and the cool. YouTube chat. Thank you. So it's, so it's like a pretty easy 30-question survey or so. It took me like five minutes to do, but hey, it might be a great way to get our voices heard directly by Square Enix and let them know we want more Dragon Quest in the West. Dragon West, as it as it were. Um, <laughs> we do give us give us give us more. There's there's a lot of games we have not yeah. gotten or yeah. yeah I was, it's just I was gonna say for most yeah. people that's probably a one question survey. Like, do you want more Dragon Quest? <laughs> yes, yeah, please. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and check out that survey if you if you care about the future of the series in the West. Make your voice heard. Uh, it's like I said, five minutes, really easy survey. Uh, but other than that, there was an Indie World presentation this morning. And of course, a lot of you here were with us here this mm-hmm. morning as we live reacted to the presentation. But Nathaniel, you were not here with us. So we'd like to get, uh, you know, get your thoughts on Indie World, kind of reflect on the presentation a bit. Uh, how yeah. are you feeling about the presentation in general? Uh, so, I mean, Indie Worlds always tend to kind of be a hit or miss for me because sometimes, uh, you know, it's just a lot of games that I'm not interested in. Uh, this right. one, I would say probably about half of it is, is games not really for me. 
Uh, I do have to appreciate just the pacing. Like, I'm noticing the pacing for Indie World as well as uh, Directs or just... They continue to get better and better and more streamlined. So that was awesome. Um, really, the main highlight for me, this is, it's going to be kind of dumb, but uh, Tetris Effect Connected on the Switch. That's yeah. not dumb at I all. Need, That's hype as hell. I, yeah, I need more Tetris. I already have Puyo Tetris 1, Tetris 2, uh, Tetris 99. I absolutely have to get this on Switch 2. Have, have so. you played have you, Tetris Effect before? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, I, the thing you, is, oh you're in for a treat. You are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've known about it for a long time, and it's like, you know... I wanted to play it. Uh, like, I've seen a very little footage because it's one of those games you just kind of have to experience. Mm. So I think I'm finally going to get to it. And I love that it's also uh, cross-platform, which is really yeah. cool. So yeah, I don't really know if it was like that before, but uh, that's cool. That Switch people will play it with whoever. I, I, really? Yeah. Okay. I will say it, it's funny uh, how Indie World kind of makes people pay more attention. Uh, I put it down on the TV after we reacted to it because uh, my friend who's uh with me today and my wife uh they didn't get to watch it and so i was mm -hmm. talking to them about it and they're like well why don't you just throw it on the tv so we watched it again and she saw a tetris effect and my wife was like holy hell i want to play that game and, and i had to remind mm -hmm. her i was like we've had it on the series x since last <laughs> november and she's like oh i don't pay attention to xbox <laughs> she was like now that it's on switch though uh-huh so yeah, I, it I, really is so good though. You want to talk about a time. vibe? If if you can like just go into a dark room, put in put on headphones. I don't you know it's, with the switch. It doesn't matter whether you're on TV on the on the uh, yeah uh, you know handheld itself. Handheld. Mm -hmm. um, it, you could just vibe to this thing, just fall into a groove and just really lose yourself in it. It's great. It is such yeah, a, I, like a, an incredibly special audio visual experience. I noticed it's coming to Steam as well in like a week, uh, and it's going to have VR support. So mm. I doubt this is going to happen, but it would be kind of cool if uh, you could use the Labo VR headset with this game and experience uh, in VR. It's neat. not going to happen, but no, that would be pretty cool. It would be cool. nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I really want to try this in VR. Uh, I was mentioning it Me during too. during the Indie uh indie World. I always want to say Indie Direct, but during the Indie World, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need to. I have a Valve Index. I just never ever use it i'm pretty sure it has like six inches of dust on it by now <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh no i mean that's just that's so hype i'm so glad that, that uh other people are going to get to play tetris effect it truly is a special iteration of tetris and the fact that it's being opened up to a whole new audience on the switch with people like yourself nathaniel it's it's great everyone should play this game especially if you enjoy the the audio visual aspect of games and this you know the synesthesia-esque mm -hmm. games it very much is right in line with that it's so good. Mm -hmm. um, everyone already knows that I'm, I'm hype about this, but the other big thing for me was Axiom Verge 2. Shadow dropped. Yeah. That's, I was I just going to say that. I can't that. wait to play it. Yeah. So have you played yeah. Axiom Verge 1? I have not, but it's been okay. on my to-do list to play because it, it looks like Same. something that I would want to play. Um, you so very it's much cool. should, yeah. If, if it yeah. seems like the kind of game you would want to play, it, chances are it is. It is just, it's a really good Metroidvania with incredible atmosphere it really the atmospheric mm -hmm. aspect of it is just top notch and uh, i think you'll really like it if you enjoy metroidvanias oh yeah yeah definitely yeah mm -hmm. but uh no it's just it, it, i think it was definitely one of the stronger uh indie world presentations we've ever we've ever had and uh you know i love indie games in general but i think we're all pretty much in agreement uh derek and steve and i that that was one of the stronger 
indie worlds there there have been. Yeah. So well, not everything yeah. is for me. I, I think everything had its own visual style because you know for right. a while there indies were always felt like they were just 2D pixel art type things, and you can really see how mm-hmm. the um, abilities and uh, the breadth of knowledge almost for these have really expanded. And so all these wonderful visual styles that I, uh, looking forward to that said, as Sapphire points out, um, God, I want metal slug tactics. That might be my most hyped for indie game right now. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I, I will say though, the one game that I have picked up so far from indie world is boyfriend dungeon. (laughs) I I, 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 I want to check that out. I cannot wait to, I haven't played it yet, but I did pick it up. I, the the actual like combat the moment to moment gameplay looked really cool like i'm not really interested in mating with a weapon but <laughs> i i do like the uh the Is idea it? of kind of like a a dungeon crawling game with like kind of faster paced action the the pixel art looked really good and it's like you know what it seems offbeat enough like it, it'll be you, interesting you, mm-hmm. you right. picked yourself up a husbandolier exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly I really want to check. Even from the little footage we saw, it just seemed really interesting and kind of off the wall and, and weird. I want to check it out for sure. Yeah, well, I'll be bringing it with me tomorrow. So you'll Hell yeah. nice. oh, gosh. Nice. have a chance to nice. check that out. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to the news, we do have a few Super Chats to read out. Uh, first one is from Alex Rodriguez for $1.99. No comment, just hey, He actually chat, does so... comment like a oh. couple messages down. Oh, awesome. Okay, one second. Let me find that. Oh, here we go. Uh, sorry I didn't add it to the message. I just wanted to say it's my first time donating and tuning in live to a Aww. show. It's, I've been a fan since GX and have tried to support as much as I could. Well, Alex, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. That means the world to us. We're glad you followed us here to GBG. We're happy to have you in our audience. And thank you so much for the super chat. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, next is uh, $5 from Wapi Bulinga with alarm sounds. Woo! Holy shit, Bethaniel Nandy has escaped the Nahum's basement. Someone call Nathan in Minus World. He has GVG hostage. It's true. We don't <laughs> oh have him God. hostage. He, he's taking us hostage. I was going to say, yeah. did I, I, was I in a hostage situation? I did not know it. <laughs> I, yeah. Apparently we have been. All, all three of us are being held hostage, and we have not even known it until now, <laughs> thanks to uh, Mwape letting us know. So thank you for the donation and for the warning, Mwape. Really appreciate it. Uh, Jaden Buck with a $5 donation saying it's mind-blowing to see Nathaniel here today and it triggers me that it didn't happen sooner uh, <laughs> we we were hoping to have Nathaniel on for a long time and just we just had to get our, our uh, schedules you know in, in sync and aligned but it's finally happened the dream, Made it the dream happen. collaboration you've yep. all been waiting for so <laughs> it's finally happened uh, also $1.99 from Screamo Shaman saying real quick any indies you want to see on Switch um Jeez, all of them? Mm. I mean, I love indie games. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any indies that aren't on the Switch, honestly. It's is, yeah, um, Or eventually coming. Oh, I was going to say, is Golf with Your Friends on the Switch? But I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Oh, I'm you know what? Sure Since Tetris is. Effect is like the big announcement of the day, of the day uh, Res Infinite. I'd love to see Res Infinite make it to the Switch. That'd be oh, kind of yeah. cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'd love yeah. that. I'm, I'm going to have to beg out of this question because every indie I can think <laughs> of that I love is already there. So, I, actually, yeah. points is not, I actually did not realize this. There, there's a couple coming on here. Thanks to Adoodle and Concept of Eduardo. Uh, Chicory, which I didn't realize was only a, was a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Oh, I've heard nothing but good either. things yeah. about that. 
And then Amori nice. uh, from Concept of Eduardo, which, again, I've heard really good things about. All right. I really mm-hmm. um, Amori is on its way to Switch. They've already announced it. It's just a matter of when it comes out. So at least Omori is on its way. And I'm nice. really looking forward to checking that out because I've heard really, really interesting things. Yeah, I guess uh, I would say Chick or your Ooblets. Now that I think about it, Ooblets is Xbox only, I believe. That would be a cool oh, one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have one indie game. So there's one called Rolled Out. And basically, this uh, it's been in development for a few years. There's like a beta out on Steam. Um, it was at a time when Monkey Ball was like, it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, so it launched, it launched, I think, sometime this year, if I'm not mistaken. And it's basically, it takes the Monkey Ball engine and it creates its own game out of it. So like the physics from Monkey Ball 1 and 2 on GameCube are all there, but it's all brand new levels and new music, new characters. Something like that would fit very, very well on the Switch. So nice. I want to see that. I'm I'm hoping the Monkey Ball uh, remake or remaster or whatever the remake yeah. is, whatever it does well. So Banana Mania. Banana Mania. So Banana Mania. excited about that. I mean, yeah. we've talked I, plenty about oh. that. I'm obsessed with Monkey Ball, so I cannot wait to get my hands on that. Um, I'm really hoping to get the game early because uh, the uh, Monkey Ball Twitter actually followed me a couple months ago. So Ooh. I sent them a DM and I was like, hey, do you want to like work together? They're like, yes, we'll send you the game early. I'm like, so Which happy is good because that, that will actually give you time for Metro Dread since they're really so close to each other. Yeah, That's, they're yeah. so close together. Hopefully yeah, we, it's we like get a little fifth. early as well. I know we're all really excited for it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Skullkid Tiger with a two dollar donation saying, "Excited for Tetris Effect, building blocks of gaming." Yeah, Tetris. Yeah. Tetris literally are. It literally is the <laughs> the building blocks of gaming. So very true. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the donation. Um, Ten dollars from Rex C underscore BCQ. Uh, just got a part time job, so I have some pocket money. Watched you guys for years since GX and was here for GVG day one. Thanks for the great content. Also, oh, also, Rex C is is pronounced Rec for future. Okay, so also Rec is pronounced Rec for future ref. Nice <laughs> reference. Appreciate thank you it so much. Yeah, thank cool. Really appreciate it, and thank you for following us all the way from GX. We really appreciate you and and love you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, Two hundred Swedish Krone from Isaac Wolf saying, "Like I told you guys during your your Ratchet and Clank episode months ago, your positive energy has helped me out indirectly to keep on going." Now I have managed to finish writing a book that I started due to therapy. So thank you again. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, that is Dang. really awesome. awesome. That's incredibly yeah. impressive. Congratulations. And we yep. are uh, humbled and thankful to know that we played some small positive role in that. Thank you so much for letting us know. And congrats on finishing your book. Uh, finally, cool. $5 from Keaton Kitsune. Uh, are you all, or any of you all sad that the Blaster Master Zero series has ended? Yes, I, I am. I On one hand, I really appreciate a finite ending i appreciate that they're ending the story conclusively on the other hand i love these games and i'm i'm gonna be finishing blaster master zero three soon really curious to see how it all ends up and but i'm gonna miss these games even though i'm glad they have an ending i'm gonna miss knowing there's another one or thinking there's another one on the horizon although i do believe mm-hmm. matt papa uh, over at nt who is a previous guest of tnt by the way uh, mentioned that Blaster Master stories may continue, just not with the current set of characters or something like that. So it may not actually be the end. We'll see. But yes, yeah, I love that series. Uh, Nathaniel, I'm, I'm okay with this because. Um, oh, yeah. It was the uh, was didn't the first one come out like near the Switch's launch? Yeah. Yeah, it was like launch. Launch. No. yeah. Okay, I think I played a little bit of the first one, but I know I definitely didn't finish it. Uh, okay. I did like it though, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Derek. It's you a were good saying. T- 
Yeah, it's a good time. And you just get a finite ending in games so rarely uh, that I, I can really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And it kind of goes to show like, um, like, look at the Mega Man Zero series. Strongest story because it has an right. ending. So Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for all your Super Chats, everybody. As a reminder, we'll be reading any future Super Chats out uh, between news stories because we do need to get to the news. (laughs) And with that said, uh, y'all ready for some news? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Here our first news story comes. Rougher than the rest, the best of them, tougher than leather. Let's get that up on screen. Well done. Thank you. All right. So this is what y'all came here for. This is the big news story of the day, the main one on our thumb. Idris Elba has confirmed that he will be voicing Knuckles the Echidna in the upcoming Sonic movie sequel. And I don't know about you all, but I am hyped for this. I love him as an Mm -hmm. actor. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Nathaniel, (laughs) you are our guest of the day, of course. Uh, You're the guest of honor. What are your immediate thoughts on Idris Elba voicing Knuckles in Sonic 2? I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So I've seen the Sonic movie like three times. Uh, So it was like, I think it was twice in theater and then once just off of DVD. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's kind of interesting that like, um, like it was dropped there. It wasn't dropped from like the official Sonic Twitter. Um, so I wonder if that's going to happen for the, uh, Tails voice actor too, where it's just like the voice actor is just going to have a picture of like Tails fist or like Tails, just like the back of Tails or something. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it. That's a good question and I, I imagine it didn't come from the sonic twitter because idris probably has a much larger or or yeah like a much larger yeah. following than than sonic yeah. um but i wonder like that's a good question because i feel like there's there's a political part to that and and like a just you know clout part to that like idris elba clearly has a lot of clout you know online he people that uh follow him might not you know follow sonic and might go just go see the movie because he's in it because i agree ash he's an incredible actor and i wish uh i wish the rumors of him being 007 would have been true like would have panned out yeah um he's been in a lot of great things over the years and a lot of voice acting as well because he was in zootopia he was uh chief uh bogo oh he was Uh, you're right he he can he can Dude can do comedy because, you know, he was he's on The Office. <laughs> he played he's like the straight man in that, but he can totally do that. I don't think I've ever seen him play a character who is a little naive, though. I can't think of any of them off the top of my head. I've seen quite a few Idris Elba hmm. movies, but he always seems to be Heimel like. wouldn't count as that. He's no, really like he's, he's literally all seeing in that one. So it's hard for him yeah, to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Will... He's more soft-spoken than anything. Will Knuckles be naive in the movie, though? Like, it's hard to say yeah. how they're going to characterize him. Like, I'm assuming probably, but they also kind of changed Sonic's character a little bit. They made him more, like, right. kid-friendly, I guess. Right. They kind of still gave him an attitude, but he was definitely a different Sonic. So I guess that's another thing it to kind of consider. Depends on whether they have him team up with Eggman or not. If he's helping out Eggman, he's definitely gullible. Oh, yeah. I think he yeah, will going the Sonic, I think it's Sonic 3 route. Yeah, I think it's going to, like, personally just, I'm guessing that it's going to be, like, it's going to follow the Sonic 3 template where maybe for the first half of the movie, he's being hoodwinked by Eggman and he's fooled into working for him, but then he's going to obviously, you know, come to his senses and, you know, fight with Sonic. And, you know, and yeah, that's halfway mm-hmm. through or something. That's actually super plausible because, like, where Eggman ends up, he's, like, in this weird, like, mushroom area, which is kind of the same right. location as the first level in Sonic and Knuckles, 
Right. So yeah, maybe Knuckles and, and Eggman kind of like collide, and then they they team up, and eventually, you know, Eggman goes back to the actual world, and uh, you know, Sonic and Tails convince Knuckles to you know switch sides right. or whatever. So that'll be really interesting to see if that's kind of how that goes down, or just like what exactly is going to go down. I am so excited to see Jim Carrey's Eggman interact with Idris Elba's Knuckles. Like, yeah, it's going to be you guys. Yeah. I'm so excited. I've already told my wife, like, look, this isn't coming out till next year, but you need to take the next day off of work so we can go to the midnight screening. Like, oh, no, this no. Is <laughs> this is serious. Uh, I talked to Katie, our previous guest from Sega, uh-huh. and oh, nice. I, asked, I asked her if we could, you know, do do the premiere for, for this movie. And she was like, yeah, I'll get you guys in. So so you won't oh, have to yeah. go to the midnight oh, awesome. screening. You'll probably see it a couple days before, hopefully. Uh, Even better. Even hopefully better. this time I don't get the flu and, <laughs> and end up unable to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, would, right. that would suck. I mean, it why did. not both is my, is my answer to that. Why not both? Go, go see the early That's premiere true. screening and then go to the midnight screening with all the hardcore Sonic fans. That could be a lot of, you know, especially going into it knowing all the big reaction moments and getting to experience that with, like, a, a huge audience of Sonic fans could be really fun. True. Mm-hmm. They yeah. announced a date for uh, Sonic 2, right? I think it's sometime next year. Think yeah. Even I think May it again. Is it May? I think it was April. I want to say we have yeah. a date April for that. 8th. Yeah. April I'm pretty 8th. sure we do. April eighth. Okay, I'm. I'm sure someone yeah. in the chat will tell us. But yeah, yeah. yeah. April eighth is what they're yeah. saying. Cool. Um, also, okay. seeing April twenty second. I don't know. One of the one of the two. It's April, but that is okay. one of the weird things here. Where like we just got casting news for like, kind of a casting leak almost for the Mario animated movie, and we're like, eh, we'll see. It might be good. We don't know. Oh, and, uh, meanwhile, crap. Sonic is like, yeah, bring it on. Don't care. We want it. We're uh-huh. so excited. Uh, yeah, it just I goes mean, to show what it, one good film could really do. Yeah, I was gonna say the the if you had told me before I saw the original Sonic movie that there would be a sequel, I'm like, uh, you know, pump the brakes there. <laughs> like, let's. Uh, but now, you know, having seen the quality of the of the movie we all currently have enjoyed, I'm just hyped for a sequel. Like, uh, you know, that's yeah. a that's a day one viewing for me or a day zero if we can manage it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just really exciting to me. I, I still stand firm that I, I feel like this is Supersonic's movie. I feel like Supersonic is going to appear in this movie. I really want that to happen. But even if it doesn't, like Idris Elba's Knuckles, who knows who we're getting his tails. Uh, ben Schwartz has done an awesome job as Sonic. I'm just hyped. Well, that, I am, that is I am the question. Really about for, Tails, yeah. Yeah, about Tails, because we had Colleen, her, the actual, the, vo- the video game voice yeah. actor for Tails at the end of the first movie. I will they keep her, be her or will they recast her? Yeah. I feel I feel like mm. the production team uh behind these movies has done a really good job uh listening to and understanding the Sonic fan base. I'd be really surprised if they didn't have her reprise her short cameo role uh for the movie. I I wonder though mm. only because and this is something my my own dad has experienced a lot in his career names sell big star names sell and so you know you, uh, oftentimes in in voice roles in big budget movies they'll you know they won't hire career voice actors they'll hire actors who are also good voice actors but you know hire them based on their names like Idris Elba you know Ben Schwartz so I don't you know if you got up on the poster Ben Schwartz Colleen O'Shaughnessy and Idris Elba it's pretty easy unfortunately to pick out the one that doesn't belong in terms of star status even though I want her mm-hmm. to be tails in the movie i think she should be 
But I do wonder, I've seen that happen so much with my dad in his own career. I wonder if they're going to do that because it seems like they usually go for the big names. I mean, possibly, but at the same time, they already have three massive actors True. at this point. Right. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll just, we'll, I imagine we're going to find out sometime this year. So, mm. yeah, I mean, probably. They've got, um, you know, James Marsden, they got Jim Carrey, they got Idris Elba, they got Ben Schwartz. And Ben, mm-hmm. you know, I'd argue, yeah, Ben Schwartz is a bigger a name, but not a huge name. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's just not one of those things. If they had, if they had an Amy, they could have like, okay, here, we can have Zendaya as the girl again. <laughs> oh, there you go. She could, she could be Amy. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say that, that in my head canon, so, so as we all know, this was announced by way of a treat of a tweet from Idris Elba saying knock knock. And that of course is a reference to the song unknown for me from Sonic adventure, where one of the lyrics is knock knock it's knuckles, the blow thrower, independent flower, magical emerald holder. My head canon is that Idris Elba did that on purpose. He knows exactly what the song is. He knew those <laughs> lyrics. I, that I is my really hope. And you I'm, cannot, cannot convince that, me otherwise. You, we have to get some sort of rapper doing that at the end credits. I know. Some point I know. Right I right hope so. Credits. Oh man! God, I'm just I'm so. Or even I don't just, think I've ever been so excited for a video game movie ever. I mean, even if we don't get the rap, I just want Pumpkin Hill in the movie somewhere. Yeah. Just even yeah. if it's like at the beginning. I mean, that would be so cool to see that. That would just be, set it around yeah. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, there Pumpkin, you go. Why not? Pumpkin Hill, Death Chamber. I mean, Red Canyon. Uh, any of the mm-hmm. any of the knuckles yeah. uh, levels. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait, you guys. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. And uh, uh, April can't come soon enough. Th- this is an interesting question. If they do recast Tales, who would be a good fit? Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, God. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's really, that's tough, though. Uh, like, I, offhand? I, I, if this sure. came out a few years earlier, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The kid from Stranger Things that got, is still in a, quite a few things. Uh, oh, um, um, I can't remember. I know who you're talking about, though. The, I think I know which kid you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about. like the main kid. Yeah, I'm completely bring Finn Wor- Wolfhard. Yes. Yeah, absolutely okay, would be tales if this came out a few years earlier. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of any other young kid actors. Yeah, I'm sure there are, the chat will come through with a bunch that we're not thinking of, but. I just hope mm. I hope Tails does sound like a kid though. Like I hope they don't try to age mm. him up at all, especially because you know Colleen. We need him younger than Sonic, Sonic and looking up to Sonic. That's the yeah. that's yeah. the big thing here. We need that right. idol worship. Mm. He does right. look pretty young, at least like at the end of the first movie. So mm. I imagine they're going to cast someone that sounds sounds young, but mm-hmm. yeah. Here's the question. Will we, and I think we've asked this before when we talk about Sonic 2, but will we see Shadow get a cameo? Do we think Shadow will be in the movie or mm. will he maybe be in a post-credits scene cameo? Post-credits, that's what you do. Yeah, post-credits. At most, yeah. post-credits. I feel like if you if you have Knuckles and then, uh, yeah. you know, Jim Carrey going full Robotnik in this movie or full Eggman in this movie, adding shadow on top of that would make it feel kind of cramped in the same way Spider-Man three did with all the various villains right. they tried to shove into mm-hmm. it. Honestly, yeah. I think our, uh, I, I think this movie is going to be, the new characters are going to be knuckles and metal Sonic and that entails of course, Sonic. but leave it yeah. at that. Cause yeah. you can't have metal Sonic and shadow at the same time. That's just a little too much. Um, yeah. 
but uh, yeah, definitely tease Shadow for the next one because God, Shadow sells. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kitty Kong Fact Tetris Connected, which I love that name <laughs> in our live audience YouTube chat, or sorry, live audience Patreon chat says Morgan Freeman will voice Shadow. Just try to imagine that for a second. Imagine Morgan Freeman's voice I coming can't. out of Shadow the Hedgehog. It's so weird. That would <laughs> be so. so that'd be a fever dream if that right? actually yeah, happened. Would. Yeah. Uh, also, really nice to see you in the chat, in the live audience chat, Jesse. It's been a little while, I feel, so yeah. it's really nice to see you there. God, um, I'm trying to think of an actor that would match what? Shadow. Who would yeah, match Shadow I... pretty well? I'll throw my hat in the ring. Vin Diesel. I play Shadow. Oh, come on. You gotta, if, you're gonna, <laughs> if you're going to do Shadow, you have to do Morgan Freeman Shadow. Oh, God. I don't <laughs> know I, yeah, all I can like... think of is Morgan Freedom now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, Will hey, Arnett, if Sega wants to hire me for Shadow, one. I'll do it. Will Arnett oh, putting yeah. on his Batman voice? I could see it. <laughs> Maybe. Christian Bale's Batman voice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> also over the top, yeah. I swear to God, swear to me! I could totally hear Shadow sounding like that. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, I, I know we could easily stretch this conversation out for the whole episode, but we don't have that much time. We do have some other news to get to. And we also have uh, some more Super Chats to get to. So first, we have 50 more Swedish Krone from Isaac Wolf saying, uh, also, any chance of seeing Chugga's teammates from TRG, Proton John, and NCS on the podcast sometime? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're open to, to almost to get anyone and everyone. So there's, yeah, certainly. That, that's certainly up for, yeah. That, that's Just a matter of reaching out and finding a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, $2 from Black Ninja saying, anyone interested in the Azure Striker Gunvolt series? Me. Yep, that would be me right here. <laughs> yeah. I've played I've played both Gunvolt 1 and 2 and Luminous Avenger X. Looking forward to Gunvolt 3. I hate Copen. He's a horrible racist character, but I, I love the series. Um, I've only played yeah, the first, so. but it was fun. Yeah, no, it, it's a cool series for sure. Really excited for uh, Gunvolt 3. Uh, Mr. L with five uh, British pounds saying, feeling sorry for Tails as actor who will now likely be pushed out for someone famous as Hollywood does. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at before. Mm. See, Crossing I'm, my fingers, that doesn't happen. I'm, I'm actually going to say right now, I don't think she's going to be recast. They, they yeah. love the okay. appeal of fans, and I feel like this would was, set off the fans. So. I'm also, uh, also right. just the cynic in me says that they look at how much they're paying all these other big name celebrities, and they're like, she's going to be a lot cheaper. <laughs> mm. <laughs> then we're going to save True. some money. Um, I think it's kind of the perfect combination of saving the studio cash and making the fans happy. Like, it's kind of a win-win. Saving money and saving face. (laughs) Yeah, I sincerely hope Mm -hmm. that's the case because, uh, I mean, it also probably will do wonders for her career if she does get to be in the movie alongside these huge names, right? Like, that's pretty big. I mean, they did go out of their way to also change how Sonic looks. So, I mean, right. the fact that that even happened at all does go to show that they, they are trying to cater to their fans. So, right. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. And, and well, sorry, just to address this uh, from Rob Arman X. Yeah. It goes without saying that Tails' voice actress is excellent at her job. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm my favorite my of the Tails. That... That she doesn't yeah. Get, uh, my favorite Tails voice. So, yes. Yeah. Mine too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. Uh, Black Ninja with $2 saying Sonic says, I do what Mara don't. Sorry, I do what Mara don't. Uh, thank Oof. you, Black Ninja, for <laughs> for the $2 donation. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thank and you. thank you for giving me any any uh, excuse at all for me to do my Sonic voice because I have a lot of fun doing that. 
Uh, Skullkid Tiger with uh, $2 saying, Sanic in the first movie, Gregzilla Knuckles cameo. Gregzilla, I'm not sure I'm was familiar that the one, with Was Greg's. that the Ugandan Knuckles that they're referring to? Or... I don't uh, know. I'll be honest, no like idea. I've heard of Ugandan Knuckles, but I'm not familiar with I've yes, never Gregzilla and it. Ugandan Knuckles are, are the same thing. Uh, I've never actually, I've heard of it, but I've never actually looked into the origin, so. Same. It's from uh, VR Chat. Yes, it is from oh, VR okay. Chat. VR Chat's actually really fun. So, yeah, the, the whole thing was basically people would, like, they would play as Ugandan Knuckles, and then they would, like, click constantly, and they would oh, go into room. It'd be like a group of them doing good. that. And then not they would say, stuff. do you know the way? And then... Yeah, that was a yeah. thing for like a month or so. Yeah, I I did hear it was vaguely racist. <laughs> I don't even know. It's kind of annoying vaguely. too, honestly. Yeah, because yeah, I was I played VR chat when that was like a whole thing, and it, it got a little annoying. So I'm kind of glad Fair that enough. passed so quickly. Me too. Well, yeah, you don't see that meme pop up as much anymore, and I'm kind of glad because it always just seemed very problematic to me. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Skull Kid Tiger. And uh, $2 from Jacob Tucker saying Finn Wolfhard was also a player in Carmen Sandiego. Uh, I did not know oh, that. Oh, yeah. The Netflix no, uh, series. Oh, cool. I, I, oh, I heard, I remember that being a thing. I never watched it, but mm -hmm. I remember now that that it's was. It's good. Thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, two pound donation from Alan Wilkinson saying, Will Supersonic be nice or eat your face mode? Here's hoping it's the latter. I want to see badass in your face. You nah, know, you just you no holds you, no holds bar, just Super up Sonic. the cockiness. Like I want him, yeah. you, you up the cockiness. Basically, uh, this is mainly for Steve. <laughs> you make him like uh, Gogeta. Yep, just ultimate cock, cockiness. Go. Like they know, like I can win. You can't beat me. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, I I, I just want to see Supersonic at all, and I and I am confident we will. Uh, but I just want, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, we got a little taste of it in Sonic 1 where, you know, he, he goes full power at the end of the movie and he's like electrified. And that was a really cool, almost supersonic moment, but it, you know, wasn't quite actually supersonic. And so I feel like as cool as that was in Sonic 1, we're in for a real spectacle with mm -hmm. supersonic and Sonic 2. Uh, finally, uh, $4.99 uh, $4 from Screamo Shaman. Fun fact, Shaman and the Pokemon anime and Tails share voice actor. I didn't know that. But nice. given Shaman's appearance, I can that makes sense. I can see that working. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, oh, we also just got one more uh, donation. Five Canadian dollars from Jared Helder. Did Ash and Steve finish the other Famicom Detective Club games after reviewing them? I just finished both, and they are some of my favorite games. Uh, I don't know about Steve. I made it through, I'd say, about two-thirds of The Missing Air, and then I just got sidetracked by life and other games to play what about you steve uh honestly about the same i you know yeah. there's always a new game to play I, and right now like i'm looking at august and i'm thinking yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna play anything that's not for gvg at all this month yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's my birthday in nine days so i'm gonna <laughs> right. spend my birthday working probably but uh yeah it, it's uh it, they're good games i like them it just got to a point where okay the coverage is done and I, I have to move on to the next yeah. thing that we're going to cover. Uh, but exactly. I, I anticipate like in three months, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll be doing game of the year stuff and going back and playing things we missed. And uh, I'm sure that I'll mm -hmm. finish up the other Famicom Detective Club game because I did really enjoy it. Me too. I really want to have a chance to pick one. it up. But I, I was I was super excited. The fact that it got localized at all. So I do want to pick it up eventually. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, they're yeah, really no, good. I, I really want to finish the other one. It's just a matter of time, you know, again. Did, time, did you, too many games. Did you play it, uh, Nate? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, very very similar to you guys. Um, you know, I, the only games that I really play these days is just for work, uh, especially because, you know, a lot of my videos take... They can take up to a week to play, and I, I upload weekly. So there's that, and then... Sure. Yeah, it's just lack... Yeah, like... Like you said, Ash, I mean, it's really just a lack of time. Um, exactly. So that's one yeah. that I, I was kind of interested in, but um, I don't think it would be, I don't think it would hook me. So I probably won't ever get to that one. But uh, gotcha. yeah, I mean, in terms of the backlog, you know, there's of course lots and lots of them to play eventually. Oh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, uh, why don't we all come together in unity to discuss this next news story? Get that up on screen. Wow. Nice. I like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was so, clean. Thank you. So, uh, Parsec has been acquired by Unity for $320 million in cash. Uh, this is Unity's biggest acquisition to date, but I think the most important point for everyone here is that the Parsec app itself is going to remain free. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. forever, but at least for now, Parsec itself is remaining free, and this acquisition is not affecting the app itself. Um, I don't use Parsec. I have too much to say about it myself. But Nate, I know you said you did before the show. So, oh uh, yeah, what are you? What are you feeling, or how are you feeling about this? I'm very curious to see what Unity is going to do with Parsec. I think Parsec has such massive potential to you know get better than it already is. Uh, if it wasn't for Parsec, so this give me a minute. Um, so I, I'm a part of a group channel called Minus World, and if it wasn't for Parsec, we wouldn't really be able to run that channel because we like to play a lot of retro games. You know, like the GameCube Mario Parties or N64 Mario Parties, as an example. Um, and since we all live online, there's really no way to play it except through Parsec. So it's it's a godsend when it comes to, you know, you know making videos. Uh, but I think, you know, Parsec also lets you... I think you can, um, like, run computers through their servers or something. I've never tried it. Um, but it's supposed to be better than, like, you know, doing Windows Remote. Um, so... I'm really curious to see what Unity is going to do with this acquisition. That's a lot to spend, too, because I feel like Parsec is. is kind of not that well-known. Like, I know some people know about it, but it's not, like, as big as something like Discord, you know? So yeah. right. I'm right. very curious to see what's going to happen in just the next few years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've used Parsec quite a bit. Um, I've, I've used it to demo games with publishers, like... Uh, you know, since the pandemic started, we had to find ways to do previews and stuff without actually going places. Uh, and Parsec yeah. has been one that I've seen used by, like, big-name publishers quite a bit uh, to demo games remotely. Um, I also did a playthrough of the new Battletoads game that came out last year um, over Parsec with Tom back in the GX days. So he and I played through the Turbo mm. Tunnel on Parsec. And the fact that that even worked is is a, a testament to how uh, responsive that app is but um yeah i wonder because it i guess it would be the thing that i think would be cool and obviously i have no idea if this is the plan but unity being a game engine if they could maybe embed parsec into unity in such a way that you could have remote testers testing builds of apps without having to compile them at home on their machines uh, would be really, mm. you know, helpful to the process of making games. Like a developer could say, okay, I've just submitted this code change and created a build. 
uh, let me have a tester, you know, access this this workstation via Parsec and just play the exact part of the game that I that I modified based on their feedback and let me know if it's, you know, what we're wanting to achieve. Stuff like that, I think, would be really cool. Um, I, I wish everybody had a means of, like, remotely allowing folks to play games like this because um, right. it, it, it could, you know, change, you know, it could make people working in these new kind of setups that we all have where we're all at home. It, it could make it a lot more, uh, I don't know, like easier, right? Uh, Bannon, more convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Our previous guest, Bannon, was talking about how weird it's gotten, like, just at way forward now that everybody's home and they're trying to, you know, that it's complicated their setups quite a bit. So hopefully something mm-hmm. like this, you know, mm-hmm. makes life easier. Yeah. I honestly I, didn't yeah. think about that. That would help a lot yeah. with game development. Hmm. Yeah. Really I, cool. I love it. Go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, I've only heard it in terms of what uh, uh, Nate's used it for. And I, um, the only time I've ever done, played an old game online was with uh, Fortune Street recently, which we didn't use Parsec. We used the uh, internal online capabilities of uh, Project Dolphin. Um, oh. And it worked pretty well until uh, it randomly lost connection with one of our controllers and crashed a whole session, which really sucked. Cause oh, no. It, it was my first time getting to play Fortune Street with other people, and it didn't ended up with a non-game. It's like, dang it. Oh, but, man. Uh, dang. Maybe Parsec's more stable. I don't know. But, well, uh, the nice thing about Parsec is that if someone drops, it, it's basically the equivalent of like a controller being pulled like it, it doesn't act mm-hmm. you know it doesn't freak out nearly as much That's so yeah cool. i we should try it <laughs> we should. yeah mm-hmm. it, it was, is surprisingly uh, simple to use like it's free and then like you even hear the controller sound effect in your pc when you're okay. connecting someone so that's how you can tell like if the controller connected so it's surprisingly like robust to use and God, if we get a date like... for uh was that ash as a Parsec is available on Mac, and that's always a thumbs up for me. That's cool. There's a Mac version. Okay, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't nice. realize that. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is like in the lead up to uh, the TMNT, uh, uh, the new one. Uh, I forget the Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge. It? Yeah, play the old ones mm-hmm. together All through right. Parsec. That's there true. you go. Ooh, that's a good idea. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, I yep. like that idea. It's yeah, still only two players. The old one. Well, I guess if we do a MAME emulation, that's different. Yeah, that's the nice thing, too, is because, you know, in in a way for you, Ash, it can open up, you know, the whole library of PC games. Because if I run the game and you're just joining my session, you can play any game that my PC can run. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I like that. One thing thing I I believe this doesn't work yet. I don't think you can get Bluetooth controllers to work with Parsec. I think it does have to be plugged in. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something they'll eventually implement. I could be wrong unless they've added that recently, but usually so, like every time I use it, it's through USB. I, I use one okay. of these guys uh, with the wireless receiver that plugs in via USB. And I know that works. I've never tried to strike okay. Bluetooth though. I, I've always yeah. just used the classic 360 wired controller from all mm-hmm. my PC gaming needs. <laughs> that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm looking too closely at the wording of this, but on one hand, it's good that both the Unity and Parsec official Twitters confirm that the app is not changing. It's going to remain free. However, the yeah. Unity Twitter, the tweet specifically says, at the moment, nothing changes for Parsec or Unity customers. And of course, they, they have to leave it open-ended, and it may mean nothing, mm. but that's just, it's a little bit it's covering their it's, it's Well, it's covering yeah. their butts in case they do decide to change it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I mean yeah. oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, technically, you do have to pay to use their servers if you want to, like, run some sort of PC. Uh, But it's, like, super, like, ridiculously cheap. Um, That's all I wanted to add. Yeah. I was going to say, I could see them moving to a model where you, you know, like, if you want higher quality streaming from Parsec or something. I hope they don't do that, but they could say, like, oh, hey, you want to stream 4K, uh, 10 bucks a month or something, you know, but I hope that doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, I think I think this is just one of those situations where they're not changing anything, but they also don't want to paint themselves into a corner where if they decide it needs to change, then they're going back on something they said. You know, this just gives them room to wiggle <laughs> if they need mm-hmm. to. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, cool. Well, before we move on to the next news story, we do have a couple of more super chats to read out. Uh, first is four dollars ninety nine cents from Itsumo saying, "Happy Wednesday, fellas! I work as a school custodian, and this week in person school started back up." Shout out to everyone in education fields. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Mm -hmm. you and everyone else for being on the front lines. My wife as well. She's a school psychologist, and I'm terrified for her because her district has not mandated vaccines. And so I'm I thought California just mandated it across, like, for all schools today. If it it did, that happened today, and I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. yeah, For the state of California, they just mandated it for the entire state. Well, then it makes me feel so much better (laughs) for her. I, I was very concerned about that. So... Thanks for, uh, you know, when you're when you're busy prepping for TNT, you kind of miss some of the state <laughs> news, I guess. So thank you for that, Derek. And yeah, shout out to everyone in the education field. Uh, seriously, Absolutely. for all the incredible work you do. Uh, $2 from Rec BCQ again, saying, when I hear Parsec, all I can think of is Parasect, right? That was my first <laughs> time never, when I first heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I never made that connection, but now that I have, I'm not going to be able to ever. Will never leave my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Skull Kid Tiger with $2 saying, when TMNT comes out, can we see a four-player live stream? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, yep. first they have to confirm four-player online in the game, which I, right. I hope they do. But we've already uh, talked to She Says about being, you know, about being our fourth uh in, in this mm. tmnt shredded revenge debut stream so we're really excited i think we've already even all called our turtles so yeah. i'm mm-hmm. i'm hype i cannot wait for that game i wish we did we heard more about it in today's indie world but it's coming the fact that we know it's coming is good enough for me so uh mm-hmm. exciting stuff exciting stuff all right well let's go ahead and move on to our third news story of the day in which we talk about the all digital future let's get that up on screen so Hideo Kojima of uh, Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding fame, uh, among many other games, of course, uh, is expressing concern over what he calls the all-digital future uh, on Twitter. And it's, you know, they're at points. I'll just go ahead and read his tweets out uh, that we can discuss them. He says, eventually, even digital data will no longer be owned by individuals on their own initiative. Whenever there is a major change or accident in the world, in a country, in a government, in an idea, in a trend, access to it may suddenly be cut off. We will not be able to freely access the movies, books, and music that we have loved. I would be, I would be a have-not. That's what I'm afraid of. This is not greed. And I have thoughts he's about right. these tweets, but he's, I mean, he's right in a general sense. I mean, we've already seen what happens, uh, what has happened, especially in gaming, with just the the lack of preservation efforts that are going on, and how, you know, it is it is quite possible to lose these games to the mists of time forever if they aren't properly preserved. And everything going all digital we've seen how that can go we saw it just recently actually with uh neo the world's end with you that was kind of a more you know that was a more innocent instance of it but you know nintendo did revoke those digital licenses for people who got it early just took it snatched it right away and so i mean he's definitely right i just find it interesting that kojima himself and we know that he wants to be like the big next big hollywood 
big shot. But he doesn't even mention games here. He's like, we won't be able to freely access the movies, books, or music. Dude, you are a game developer. You are a game I, director. I mean, and, he's but, right about it all, though. It's just like... No, he is. He is. It applies to all those industries. It's just... Yeah. When we can see how easily they revoked it, it was like that with the Neo. Right. With Neo being revoked. So it's like, cool. I don't yeah. own anything if I'm all digital. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the scary thing. Yeah, yeah, I hate I, the idea of all digital. Mm-hmm. I I uh, definitely have complicated feelings about this topic. I feel like all all digital is what's going to happen. Like we're not going to stop it. It'll never like we'll oh, never. Because companies in a place. want this, want this entirely Co- because it's companies... like, oh, cool, we have retained this, and they just they're only renting it. Yeah, but I I also feel like. I'm uh, sorry. I got distracted by Ash taking a picture oh, or something. I, I just sorry. saw like his phone barely in the There's frame. There's a reason like, for this. <laughs> There's a reason for this. Don't worry. Carry on. <laughs> All right. Well, I was uh, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I I understand that this is just where the industry is heading, and I feel like all of us, our generation, like this is the thing that will make people realize that we're getting old, because. You know, like the next generation of people come up and they'll be like, yeah, everything's digital. Who cares? You know, and we'll be like, (laughs) well, in my day, we had carts and discs and paper books. And they're like, that sounds dumb. Where do you keep all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just like I I imagine it. (laughs) Ash, take a picture of his keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, I, I wonder if this is like our generation's like hill that we're we're going to try to die on, you know, and, and we're going to be swept out of the way by the progress of this all digital future. I agree that there there is something that uh, it, it doesn't feel like you own your digital products. And I think all of us, you know, of a certain age agree with that. But I look at my kids who are like six and eight and they don't care. Like they don't care at all where their game comes from. They're like Mario Odyssey is on something. <laughs> They yeah. don't know yet. That's They'll eventually true. realize, oh, wait a minute, I don't own this. I mean, maybe their opinion will remain the same as it is now, or they don't care. But mm, that's, uh, I mean, for me, I, I have like, I probably have like 500, 600 physical games. Um, mm. I'm, I really, really like the idea of physical games just because you actually own it. Um, and here's the thing I'm not against digital completely. Like, if there yeah. was a way to main, maintain right. ownership of digital games, that's, then that's fine. Like if you can take that digital game and, and use it, um, it, it but with other means. Like let's say I don't know if it's like online only. If there was a way to take it and play it offline, that's okay. But I don't know. I like the further we go into this, the harder it's going to be to preserve games. And I think eventually it's going to get to the point where it'll be almost impossible to preserve games. Mm-hmm. And I really I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to want to be a part of gaming when it gets to that point because like I like the idea of being able to you know own things. Instead yeah. of just paying for a license, especially when they can disappear at any time, which is already happening. Like there was um, Pikmin three on the Wii U. Was that the one that disappeared, or was it Donkey Kong Country Tropical oh, Freeze? Tropical I, Freeze I, disappeared. It was yeah. Tropical Freeze. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, as soon as yeah. the Switch one was announced, they just dropped it on Wii U. Yeah. So, well, the thing right, yeah. right. the thing that I find interesting is the waters are getting really muddied already with with the even with physical games, right? Because oftentimes they'll ship an incomplete game on the physical media that they ship it on. And you have to go get an right. update to make the game playable Work. in a sense. Um, and right. obviously that yeah. means that we're still going to end up in this scenario 20, 30 years from now, where like, if you have a, a 
1.0 press of Cyberpunk 2077, you're in for a bad time when those servers go down. Um, and I think, you know, we, we can look at this problem elsewhere where it has largely been solved. Like Apple, uh, you know, if you buy music, right, legitimately from Apple or from most other stores these days, it's DRM free. And you can back up those MP3s or do whatever you want with them. And if the iTunes store ever goes down, you still have those, you know, you can move them to a hard drive or put them wherever. And I think that gaming really needs to catch up with like the, the music industry in that regard. They need to say, look, like we're not going to stop piracy. We just aren't, you know, it's, it's not a thing that we're going to be able to control, but what we can do is maybe we can make the games easier to acquire, you know, by lowering the price or whatever it is. And, and let people back up their games, you know, let people have a sense of ownership over these digital games that we're selling. I mean, if honestly, if they sold eShop games for 50 bucks instead of 60 bucks and they gave me a way of like, OK, you know, it doesn't have to be simple. Like they could say, hey, look, you got to go to the eShop on a web browser, on a computer. You got to sign into this. You got to request a copy of your purchase. I don't care, man. I'll go through it to archive them, you know, and then hey, each one of these, there's no DRM, but they are tagged somehow with your account info. And if we find your ROM being shared online, <laughs> you're done. You know, you've mm -hmm. you've lost access to mm -hmm. the eShop forever. And those games uh, will work on your console and your console only, you know, something. Like, they could come up with a system, but they don't want to because they're not being pressured to. And yeah. I think it comes down to folks, you know, raising a stink. Like, why the hell are we so backwards in how we treat digital games in 2021 when music like the recording industry solved it like 20 years ago yeah completely agree i mean you yeah. know as as the rest of you have said i have no problem with digital games in a vacuum in general i have plenty of digital games that are very convenient especially on switch but ownership is a genuine issue and it's something that steve as you just said gaming hasn't figured out yet because they haven't been pressured to it hasn't been pressured to Right. And uh, mm -hmm. I hope that changes. The, mm -hmm. the the other side of that, too, is that, you know, if we don't solve this digital game problem, we we run into the issue of degradation of physical media. Like you're, you're talking about, like there are Game right. Boys now that are rotting, you know, just because yeah. the, the technology was never designed <laughs> to stay around for this long. And uh, we're going to start bumping into in the next 10, 20 years, PlayStation 2 and Dreamcast games that the physical discs are no longer good. And so, you know, it, it behooves us as consumers and the industry at large to find a way to preserve these digitally and make them accessible to people. I just hope it happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, and as, yeah. as Zane Mosney in our uh, YouTube chat with a very apt reminder, RIP PT, we're talking about Kojima. PT right. is a perfect example of everything we're talking about. PT is, is an experience that is literally going to be lost forever at some point. Um, and I mean, even even if you, uh, you know, import it over to your PS5, it's not as though you could play it. And nope. yeah, again, it's that it's that digital. Yeah. I mean, we don't own any of the digital everything we have in games. It, it's just we don't own it. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah. Real, real quick before we move on, Etiono Ben also says we need to dial back the overinflation of game file sizes if we're going to keep physical media around. That's one of the big problems. Games are just getting too big for discs and. Yeah. That's also a good point, honestly. Yeah, I mean, as someone that only collects Nintendo stuff, I never think about, like, how big games are. I mean, I have a couple of massive games on Steam. Like, I think uh, one of the Call of Duty games I have, it's, like, 
over 100 gigabytes big and yep. that's not even like considered a big that's game anymore mm -hmm. so some games are two 300 gigabytes so <laughs> all an adder is saying games are getting bigger than ridley that's true. That's, yeah. <laughs> games are getting even bigger. Yeah, but when you hear about patches that are routinely like 80, 90 gigs for, for games like Call of Duty. and, and That's whatever, absurd. That yeah. is, Every yeah, time I that see is that. Patch. That is absurd. Yeah. Like, come on. Get it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Like, if people are going to try to preserve these games on their own, they also have to preserve the patches if, mm -hmm. if you want to, like, actually right. fully play it. Right. So, I mean, that alone... That would be a challenge, even if it were to be done legally, where all the game companies are like, okay, we'll let you back up our games, but you're going to need a lot of storage to do it, you know, because of right, all the yeah. patches. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, before we move on to the next story, we do have a couple of super chats here. Uh, the first one is from uh, Rob Armanek with $5 saying, Hey, Ash, Rob Armanek here. You know, that picture of the keyboard that you just posted was actually really cool. I take back everything I said. No, no, no. <laughs> But I'm the host. That's what it says, though. It says, pick yourself up a nice keyboard sometime. I love my key, my built-in MacBook Pro keyboard. Thank you, Rob. I am, I am bringing a whole joke. Our, our partners at Aver Media have provided Ash with a very nice 4K webcam that can only sit so on top of an external monitor, which means a keyboard right. would be an ideal addition. I'll, right, I'll make it right. happen. Well, I'm going to be there tomorrow. I'll go to Best Buy and I'll just buy a keyboard. I refuse. I refuse. I love. I, lo I don't like. I don't want my clacky mechanical keyboard, man. What, if, I, I, what about an I Apple Magic it. keyboard? <laughs> it's the keyboard in your MacBook Maybe. outside the MacBook. No, no, you're right. You're right. I do have one of those Bluetooth keyboards that I used for my iPad back when I was still using an iPad. So. I guess maybe we'll. we'll oh, we're gonna we're gonna drag we'll him into the light. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Story Smith with fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Thank you so much. Saying my internet died, so guess I'm watching TNT on my data tonight. Don't run out of data on our like on our account. We appreciate that, but don't you know? Don't run out of data. Have to pay any overage fees or anything like that. We'll still be here. The episode will still be here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But thank you so much for the donation. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, also, for $4.20 from Carlos Ortiz, just saying, funny number. Yeah, nice. funny number. Isn't it funny? Pretty funny. funny. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Thank you very much, everybody, for your donations. You're just all so kind and generous. Thank you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which is a bit of a downer, but uh, an important little bit to cover um, either way. So let's get, get that up on screen. So, uh, we just got the confirmation today that Life is Strange Remastered Collection has been delayed to early 2022 due to the continuing COVID pandemic. Uh, and this was uh, shared directly from the Life is Strange uh, team on the Life is Strange Twitter account saying, Hello, Life is Strange fans. Uh, after Life is Strange True, Col True Colors releases on September 10th, which is my birthday, by the way, uh, we're happy to announce that the Life is Strange Wavelengths DLC starring Steph Gingrich will release on September 30th. I guess that's a bit of a mini announcement in this as well. But the main thing here is that uh, due to the ongoing challenges of the worldwide pandemic, uh, they want to alleviate any additional pressure on the Life is Strange team by giving more time between the release of True Colors and the remastered collection. So they have made the decision to delay the release of the collection uh, for all platforms until early 2022. We hope you understand. Of course we understand. I actually love this. I, I love that they are taking pressure off the team. Uh, yeah, you know, and improving their of, quality of life. I, I think this that is, should happen more often. Definitely. Yeah. It, it kind of also yeah. makes sense because all of a sudden now you're giving True Colors time to breathe. 
it's it's, it's kind of wild that there would yeah. be. I don't. I think the collection has what two, three games on it. So all of a sudden you're getting um, th- there'd be four games plus DLC on, in a single month, and that's already a packed month mm-hmm. as for September. So mm-hmm. this makes sense to me. Hey, same. And I'm I'm loving. I'm surprising given the hellscape that Twitter tends to be. I'm surprised at some of these really positive replies like one saying i don't care how much i have to wait as long as the workers are healthy and working without stress don't worry and take your time that's great that's exactly the right take here and it's just nice to see that happening on twitter i'm sure if i scroll too far down i'll see more of what i'm expecting to see i I think think the usual folks are uh are busy defending another indefensible position today (laughs) right yeah yeah so um yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, those of you out there who have not played Life is Strange, I haven't played the second one, but I played and loved the first one. My wife and I both did. So certainly keep this one on your radar if you haven't played the original Life is Strange. And True Colors is looking really great, too. I love what we've seen of it so far. So, uh, Nate, have you played any of the Life is Strange games? Uh, no, that is not something that I have played. There were like... um, I've seen footage of them a couple times. I honest, I don't remember a lot about it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're essentially adventure games, like choose-your-own-story adventure-type Okay, games. yeah, that's what I um, thought, yeah. Kind of like The Walking Dead, you know, the choices you make matter, characters will remember the things you do, the story can mm-hmm. branch in all these different ways, but it's it's all kind of, uh, you know, wrapped together with this time travel mechanic thing that, that mm-hmm. the main character can do. It's really cool, great game, um, I and I've heard so many great things about Life is Strange 2, but I just personally have not had time to play it myself. So, uh, either way, just a really, not too much to say about this, but just a quick delay, nope. you know, update. But yeah, take all the time you need, as yeah, people exactly. on Twitter think we'll be here. It's what's most important is the mental health and the physical well-being of the people who make the games we love so much. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. No exactly. arguments here. Uh, all right, let's see here. Do we have any more Super Chats? Just checking really nope. quick. No, okay, cool. Thank you. All right, well then, uh, we're moving right along to our last news story, which, coming from a hardcore Final Fantasy fan, this is this is incredible. So let's get that up on screen. So Kotaku recently ran a story uh, about a... I call myself a hardcore Final Fantasy fan. I'm nothing. None of us are compared to this guy. Uh, they ran a story about a fan who got every single trophy in the franchise, and it only took him a decade. No big deal. Only took him ten years to get only every, ten years. That's yeah, almost, yeah. To get every PlayStation <laughs> trophy and every Final Fantasy game available on PlayStation platforms, and this is just incredible. So not only not only did it take him ten years, uh, apparently this guy has three kids, a marriage, wow, and a software engineering job. Yeah, I was <laughs> just gonna say like what. Yeah, like the amount of things that happens to you in ten years. Like when I when I was reading this article, I was thinking back to when I was seventeen. I'm like, wow, my life was so drastically different. And to uh-huh, be dedicated to something like that for such a long time—that is just that's crazy. Yeah, it uh, really I, is. I think back to to that time in my life. I'm like, I didn't have any kids like when this guy started, and I have four uh-huh. kids now. <laughs> I'm like, that is that mm-hmm. is insane to uh, uh yeah. be dedicated to to this one thing i i respect the hell out of it man i don't know how sticking with that is is pretty crazy right uh and kotaku goes into detail on on some of the the most difficult aspects of this endeavor so for example uh in final fantasy 14 a realm reborn for the ps4 
Uh, he had to participate in 1,000 Fates, uh, which are special events players can grind for experience points. However, the PS5 version added a new trophy, which upped that number to 3,000 Fates, along with another new trophy that uh, required him to gather 8,000 collectibles as a crafter. Just that alone is just yeah, too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through this, and some of the things he had to do, because there'd be updates like Final Fantasy 14 where they added right. new trophies. But then it's like the, the city of Final Fantasy NT, his, which he says is his least favorite Final Fantasy game. He had to play it twice, once for the free version and once for the full retail version. And he had to win at least 300 ranked online matches. And he said he could even bar- barely even play 30, much less win them. Wow. And just mm. the dedication. Wow. Really, and and by the way, this player's name is Talon Kirk, and they go by Reborn Zero Seven on Reddit and PlayStation Network. Uh, as according to the to the Kotaku story, he unlocked his first trophy in FF thirteen uh, on November first, twenty ten, and then on August eighth, twenty twenty one, he unlocked the last trophy introduced in FF seven remake Intergrade, which is you, the achievement that makes so the only person to do I, this. There, there's a comment in here. Uh, talking a little bit about the necessities for some of that stuff. Um, oh, shoot. I think I kind of lost that as I was trying to expand it so I could read more. Um, here, here it is. So by including Final Fantasy fourteen, he has to inclu- uh, get... There's two achievements that are incredibly ridiculous. Mentor Roulette uh, being one of them, where you have to become a mentor by getting 1,500 commendations, um, and you also have to subject yourself to... Uh, mentor relay roulette basically new players getting in over their heads fighting in a fight that are way more difficult than they're prepared for 3,000 times basically and becoming a mentor is a pain it is wow. rough to do Jeez. uh doing all of that uh and then there's the a and s rank hunts there's the which is defeat 10,000 a rank world bosses and 5,000 s rank world bosses that have very specific spawn conditions I mean, Why are those even achievements? I don't yeah. know. I feel like That's what's even the, the purpose? Yeah, like what's the purpose of that? Like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. okay. These are only, okay, the guy misread because he, he he's not counting the in-game achievements. I was reading further because somebody was responding to him. Uh, basically, those are in-game achievements, not the trophies. Oh, okay. I'm like, why would you make oh, okay. that a trophy? Still, though, Seriously. I, yeah. I have to say... This guy is probably the only person that was really happy that the Pixel remasters didn't come to console. I, and he's just like, good point. Steam, great, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, going, uh, moving on. He also had to play his least favorite FF game, which is Dissidia Final Fantasy. I, I already read that twice. one. Ash. Oh, did you? Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. That. Okay. But that's just wild. I. I can't imagine having that kind of time, but at the same time, he clearly doesn't. It took him over ten years to do this, and I had I to think play the through most impressive... Crystal Chronicles uh, remake. Ugh. <laughs> no, yeah, and like I think the most impressive part of this is is not even the achievement itself, but the fact that he still has a marriage after all this. He still <laughs> yeah. has a has an intact marriage after spending over a decade uh, on this pursuit. So you know, respect, man, respect to him, yep. and yeah. I have to imagine, like, when he was, like, you know, first dating this person, he was like, look, I'm working on this thing where I'm getting all the trophies in Final Fantasy. If you want this to work, you have to let me do this. Yeah. So, or maybe he just, I don't know, like, it could just be where he was playing it off and on, and that's why it took 10 years. 
So there's just like some moments in his life where he just didn't have any time to play, and then some moments where he did. So maybe it could they, be that. They too. said there's somebody on here named goes by the name Doctor Taco is fourteen PS5 achievements away from joining him at this thing. So wow. I didn't even know this was My a gosh. thing that people did. It was like I will platinum every uh, game in this series, which I feel. Jeez, I feel like Square Enix should just send this guy every Final Fantasy game that ever comes out for the rest of his <laughs> life. Like he's yeah, clearly earned, earned a seat at the table. While while they're at it, Sony should just send this guy a PS5. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, I mean he must have a he, PS5 if he did the PS5 Final Fantasy oh, 14 well, trophies true. though. So oh yeah, go. fair enough. I mean, literally the only platinum trophy I've I've gotten in any Final Fantasy game was Final Fantasy 13 2. I don't regret it. I had an amazing time with that game, but. That took that took me like ninety hours by itself to get that platinum, I, and that's one one game. I this just if I, if I think too hard about the scope of this and and what it actually entailed, it it makes my brain hurt, man. Like that's a lot of time and dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, it, I it's pretty wild. I think that uh, I I wonder though because uh, you mentioned he was a software engineer. I wonder if he has like a lot of downtime. Like he's, you know has to like compile whatever he's working on and sometimes that can take hours and he's like all right time for some final fantasy while i'm gonna play right. yeah <laughs> exactly right how was work today that i platinumed another final fantasy honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well uh, he has Endwalker coming up later this year <laughs> oh that's true Whoa. i mean at this point it's like you have to keep it going right like do you at what point do you stop do you stop you don't like, i don't think he can he has to keep I don't it going yeah. yeah yeah this is like his is thing like, now yeah, I mean, this is like the super hardcore version of what I do with like Smash Ultimate, where I have all the spirits and I have to make sure I get all the new ones they release. But fortunately, that only takes me all of a few minutes each time new ones come out, maybe an hour or two, depending on if it's like a new DLC drop. This is like, this is that's, such a this commitment. is next level. <laughs> this is yeah. such a commitment. No, well, I mean, FF sixteen's coming, and you know what's that going to entail? You just, but I guess once you've done the well, FF here's what I want to know: once you've done the city NT, it's all gravy. Has he imported the Japanese exclusive uh, Final Fantasy games like Fortune <laughs> Street? Like there's that Fortune Street, oh, which is crossover oh. between Dragon Quest and, and Final Fantasy. Did they, they import that and do all those? Or I don't know. Probably got to be some count. parameters. You have the stipulation this. of only all the English released Final Fantasy he, games. He's probably watching this, lurking, watching this episode right now and cursing your name, Derek. Like, how <laughs> dare he? How dare he bring up any. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, all I can say is what I said, which is hats off to this guy. I can't imagine having the time and patience to to complete an endeavor like this. So mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and we'll see. I uh, hopefully for for his sake, Final Fantasy sixteen, they won't be too tough. You know, that won't be too tough to get all the trophies in. If and when the Pixel Remasters do come to console, hopefully that won't. You know, I got. But I, like you said, Nate, I think at this point. You just you you kind of in for the long haul, right? You got to just keep. He doing needs it. to just if you've dedicated ten years and you you know you did that, just keep going. And you still yeah, maintain the marriage. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least it's easy now. We only have to worry about the new releases. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, did he like start? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, would he have started like from the when there was only like a couple games? When for did Final Fantasy 13 come out, Ash? Uh, I think it was 2009. Okay, Let's so see. he started two years okay, after. Yeah, so he started two okay. years after uh, thirteen was already out. So, so right. yeah, maybe he has just been playing all the new games and just kind of keeping up with them. 
because it sounds yeah. like you wouldn't have had that much catch up to do but still i mean regardless that's still a lot of work yeah and even though it came out in 2009 he actually didn't start this endeavor until almost a year later in november 2010 which is when he unlocked his first trophy in ff13 right right so, yeah yeah well all the all the luck to you, uh, Talon, in your endeavor to hopefully keep going and, and keep that trophy count at 100%. Mm. Uh, amazing, amazing uh, accomplishment there. So I thought that was mm. a fun news story to end off uh, with for today. Just a fun little positive, cool, whoa, that thing yeah. happened. Holy crap, <laughs> news story. But uh, with that, we have reached the conclusion of our episode, although we do have a couple of more super chats uh, before we get to the true end. Uh, so first we have uh, Rec BCQ is back with uh, five dollars, saying, "In the past, I drew you all as rabbits and then minions. If I were to do so, what should I draw next to meme GVG? Curious to see what poison you pick." Um. Well, first of all, thank you for the donation and for those awesome drawings, by the way, Rec. And I, I'm going to throw out a, a, a suggestion that I saw from another GVG member. I'm not sure where. It might have been during the uh, the previous TNT this week, but serve bots. I want to see us all as serve bots. Oh, yeah. We, we've been yeah. minions. Minions are the inferior serve bots. I want to see us all as serve bots. So that is my personal my personal take. Uh, do you guys have any other? Uh, uh, you nailed on the head with that one. I like serve bots. Yeah, fair <laughs> serve enough. Serve bots are fantastic. I would, I, that would be my preference. Cool. That's, that's what right, I'm going to well, say. I'm not going to put out what would make me suffer because whenever I do, it <laughs> yeah, becomes a little. <laughs> yeah, there you have it, Rec BCQ. Uh, serve bots. That's, that's our, our uh, request. Thank you so much, by the way, again. And uh, finally, $5 from Shadow Pika saying, first time popping in live. Thanks for everything you guys do. You guys and Arlo cast are my new morning work routine. Also, nice. I've only done 30 platinum. Only. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> only. Oh, yeah, I think I have maybe five. Yeah, got, like, I have most. Like that. Yeah, I think I have around five as well, Derek. It's 30. That's awesome. Good for you, yeah. man. And thank you for the kind words. Thank you for joining us live. We hope to see you live, you know, in the future. We'd love to have you join us for, for all the yeah. live shows going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you for supporting us. It means the world to us. And thank you for your kind words. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, $6.90 from Z Patty saying, I want to say thank you for helping me keep sane during new home projects and working on my classroom. Cheers to my favorite good vibers. Hashtag foot tier. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Now that's a throwback. What's not even the it's not even the post show yet. I think you're helping us transition into the post show because the post show is is known for being spicy and uh, saying foot tears. Just he's getting a little bit into, <laughs> into slightly spicy territory. No, thank you, Z Patty. We're we're so happy we've been able to help in some small way as you work on your home pot projects. And uh, good luck on that, by the way. Good luck yeah, on, on yeah. your project. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, and with that said, we have reached the true end of episode 121 of today's news tonight thank you all so much for watching but of course as always before we head out nate as our special guest please uh tell our amazing audience if they don't already know which they probably do <laughs> where they can find you on the internet man uh yeah if you just go to my name or if you just type in nathaniel bandy you'll find all my stuff um if you don't know what i do honestly i don't know how to describe it half the time but uh basically <laughs> it's a little bit of everything if you like nintendo you'll probably find something there that you'll like so yeah i'd say it's likely yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, definitely, uh, if you're not, I'm sure the vast majority of our audience is already subscribed to you. But if you're not, make sure to go uh, over and subscribe to his channel, follow him on Twitter, all that good stuff. Nate, thank you again so much for being on the show. We'd love to have you back anytime, man. It's been a blast. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the invite. I really appreciate it. This is a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
Well, as always, we do have to thank every single one of our viewers, both here uh, on YouTube and on Patreon, but especially uh, we have to send a special thank you to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen, because without your support, it would not be happening, and we love doing this three times a week with you guys. So thank you, as always, from the bottom of our hearts for all your incredible support. Uh, and of, of course, but also we have to give an extra special thank you to all of our uh, producers at the executive producer, or sorry, all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And we're running a little early, so I'm going to do a little something I haven't done in a while. I'm going to do my best Xander Mobus impression again and read all the new names that haven't gotten that impression yet and, and just do that. It's been a while. Mm. So here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> our EPs include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X. Etiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, One One Two, John. Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azrad127, Pagrima, Kinrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M. Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deanith, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, No Such Thing, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, excuse me, The Game Orb, oh my god, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Mom, Nice, Koltar Peck, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior29, Darik, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac55, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, and last but not least, Kane Woolley. Woo, thank you all so much. My voice started cracking there. Wow. Um, I can't yeah. blame you. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, thank you all so much. Seriously, we we just love you all. Thank you so much for your support. If you're interested in finding out about more, as a reminder, we are fully funded on Patreon. You can check us out over at uh, patreon.com slash gvgaming, where we offer a variety of tiers to support us at, all of which offer some really cool perks, various levels. So go check us out over there. But even if you don't support us on Patreon, you just support us here on YouTube, that means the world to us. Every like, every subscription, every follow, ring that bell, it all makes a difference to us. Every little bit really does matter. So either way, thank you all so much. And we will be back on Friday where Steve and I are going to be in the same place 
Steve and I are going to be yeah. here together in my Sorry. apartment for episode 122. So we'll see you then, everybody. And until then, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.